This is my friend's place on WGOTLP Gainesville, your community radio leader or station, something like that. Freedom and liberty and the American dream.
in my mind I know her face by heart Heaven and earth are moving in my soul I don't know where to start This day in music history, The Heights, a drama about a group of working class youths struggling to form a band, rock band, premieres on the Fox Network. Produced by Aaron Spelling, the short-lived song spawns a number one single 
spawn being a pretty appropriate uh, description. Uh, the theme song, How Do You Talk to an Angel? And that's what you just heard to honor uh, this day way back in 1992 when The Heights premiered on Fox. And I do want to thank everyone for tuning in to my friend's place here on WGOTLP Gainesville. Uh, let's do a little bit of calendar uh, music history before we head into what you just heard. Uh, just a second ago, mentioned, hey, big day. The Heights premiered this day way back in 1992. Also on this day, got a little Beatles history. John Lennon's original written lyrics for Day in the Life fetch 87000 at a Sotheby's auction. you got to imagine they're probably worth $8,700,000 by this point. So whoever got them for 87000 uh, almost um, 30 years ago probably has uh, returned quite a nice uh, investment a uh, nice return on that investment, anyway. Uh, also, Beatles news on this day, way back in 1967, uh, kind of a tragic story. The Beatles manager, Brian Epstein, dies of an accidental uh, overdose. Uh, Carbitrol, which I have no idea what that is, which is kind of unusual for me not to know. Uh, but anyway, he mixed that with some alcohol and died at the age of 32 in London, England, way back in 1967. Uh, lots of cool uh, uh, disdain music history stuff today. 1989. Oh, this is a great story. <laughs> Izzy Stradlin of Guns N' Roses is arrested at the Phoenix airport after urinating on the floor of the plane, apparently upset at having to wait to use the bathroom. His publicist explains that it was Izzy's way of expressing himself. Imagine doing that in the COVID age. Uh, another really interesting story, 87. With the jury deadlocked, a judge declares a mistrial in the case uh, against Dead Kennedy's frontman, Jello Biafra, who was charged with distributing harmful material to minors because he included a surreal poster of uh, penis art in the band's 1985 album, Frankenchrist. Uh, the first time a musician has been prosecuted for album art. The trial is a costly one for the Dead Kennedys, as apparently, uh, at least according to this website, uh, they break up soon after the trial. And then also getting a little bit, well, not more current, about 30 years ago, again, in 1991, Pearl Jam released their debut album, 10, which launches them to stardom and puts them in the forefront of the Seattle grunge movement. And these are all off calendar.songfacts.com. Uh, really cool site uh, if you like setting up a little bit on music history and uh, check that out. So that's where those came from, just to give them full credit here on My Friend's Place. Speaking of full credit, let's give credit to the songs and the artists that you heard in that first 20-minute warm-up mix. Uh, leading things off, you had one from uh, Jonathan Mann, who does a lot of like parody songs. In fact, his whole shtick is one song a day. Um, that was the best, of, the best was yet to come, which I'll talk about in just a second. Um, after that, you had one from Mort Garson called Dragonfly. Then you heard uh, Chai teaming up with um, double girl bands, actually. Chai and Hines with United Girls Rock and Roll Club. After that, Swedish artist Hin Ogled. I'm sure I mispronounced that one, but I uh, gave it my all. And then uh, right after that, you had a remix from Portet of Tame Impala. Is it true? I officially get you caught up to everything here on My Friend's Place. Uh, so normally this time, we head into our Fred Sanford Award winner. If you're not familiar with that, basically the big dummy of the week. I'm going to push that one off a little bit this week and kind of introduce uh, perhaps a new segment or a potential new segment. But before I do so, so much things happening in the news, whether it's Category 4, Hurricane slamming into Louisiana, or um, COVID news. Uh, but 
I tend to just try and stay away from really political and heavy topics. I don't think most people tune in uh, to my friend's place to hear that. That's more of a stripped or in the morning democracy now type uh, topic. But I do have to mention a little bit what happened in Kenosha, um, Wisconsin, and talk a little bit about just uh, my opinion on the whole situation before we head into some more uh, fun things. But anyway, uh, by not by now, you probably know Jacob Blake was shot in the back uh, as he was trying to enter the car, a car full of his children, which kind of makes it uh, even more interesting. But um, i got really short opinion on this. Um, going all the way back to 1991 with Rodney King, and you start to see like personal handheld cameras become a big thing, uh, you know, Seems like, okay, well, now the cops know that everyone could have, like, a camcorder with them. They'll kind of chill out on this stuff. Uh, didn't really happen. And then you kind of fast forward, I don't know, from 1991, about 20 years ahead, ahead, I suppose, to 2010, when cell phone cameras and really portable cameras started to become a thing. And you think, okay, well, now they definitely know they're being filmed, so they'll chill out. No, nope, didn't really happen. Then, I guess about five years later, 2015, is when you start to get all the body arm cam, and it's like, okay, cops finally, they know they're being filmed, they're going to chill out, but here we are in 2020, and basically nothing's changed. So, uh, I don't have an answer for it, and that's really all I'm going to say about it. Um, Very sad situation, and... um, you know, I, I kind of understand why people are fed up uh, with the cops. And, and it's unfortunate because, you know, uh, most police, very, very helpful. But uh, been able to get away with some things for too long. And I guess maybe that's going to come to a head this time. But I've thought that so many times in the past that I don't have much um, faith anymore. Anyway, uh, for my new segment of the show this week, almost just really spill over from uh, the big dummy award winner, uh, I'm going to try to do uh, people that need Jesus in their life every week. And I mentioned it a little bit last week, um, leading off with Jerry Falwell Jr. Um, but before I talk about people that need Jesus in their life and Jerry Falwell Jr., uh, let me talk about two people. And you heard one of them at the opening uh, speech I said a second ago, it would tie back in. Uh, Kimberly Guilfoy, I believe is her name, and she gave one of the most bizarre, uh, crazy, um, amped up speeches I've ever seen in my life. And then uh, also that same night, uh, Trump Jr. is on the stage, very glassy-eyed uh, and sweaty. So uh, I'm just going to read this uh, headline to you, and I'm going to pretty much leave it at that because I have nothing else to say about this, this uh, wackiness. Uh, the headline, this is off politicalwire.com, Trump Jr. denies speech was fueled by cocaine. So that's where we are in uh, 2020, a I don't know, keynote speaker at the RNC uh, being accused of being high on cocaine. And uh, there were similar claims made against Kimberly Guilfoy and her uh, just crazy, crazy speech. Um, a speech also, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, uh, talking about her, how her father immigrated from Puerto Rico, except for you are a U.S. citizen if you live in Puerto Rico. So I don't really know. Maybe there's some kind of loophole point she was making. But anyway, uh, so from politicalwire.com, Trump Jr. denied speech was fueled by cocaine. Donald Trump denied on Fox and Friends that he prepared for his big Republican National Convention speech by snorting cocaine, blaming his glassy eyes and sweaty forehand on un- flattering lighting conditions, said Trump. It must have been something with the lighting. You have me confused with Hunter Biden. So there you go. Um, classic Trump Jr., I suppose. Uh, the other person needing uh, a little bit of Jesus in their life this week um, was my big dummy from last week, Jerry Falwell Jr. And I, I 
briefly alluded to this issue uh, last week on the show, but there was so much other stuff to talk about Jerry Falwell Jr. I didn't get into uh, real deep issues on what happened this week. But anyway, um, he uh, the whole thing with the pool boy came to a head, and it turned out not only was the pool boy having a affair with his wife, um, at least according to the pool boy, he was actually, uh, uh, Falwell Jr. was actually in the room watching it. So um, there's actually a whole uh, subcategory on the internet on some sites that I can't mention here on community radio station uh, that have this as like a category choice. And I'm not going to say the word because, again, I'm a community radio station, but it rhymes with duck mold. Uh, so you may or may not know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, good for you. I give yourself a pat on the back. I, I'm actually happy for you that you don't know that uh, um, reference. But uh, it turns out that maybe I nominated the wrong person for uh, Big Dummy of the Week last week because apparently Jerry Falwell Jr. is going to get a $10.5 million payout from Liberty University. Um, so clearly he's not the dummy in this situation. Uh, maybe it's the board of trustees or the people that run Liberty Jr. So anyway, uh, Kimberly Guilfoy and Donald Trump Jr. and Jerry Falwell Jr., you all need a little Jesus in your life.
A new one from Ace Swayze and the Ghost, Nothing Left to Do. And, of course, I've got lots here to do for at least one more hour on my friend's place here on WGOTLB Gainesville. As always, thank you for tuning in. And thank you to our underwriters because I want to let you know that local and syndicated programming on WGOTLB Gainesville is brought to you with the support of underwriters like Buck Halter Heating and Air Conditioning. Celebrating 50 years in the cooling and heating business for residential homes and commercial buildings in Gainesville and Greater Alachua County. Additional information about Buckhalter Heating and Air Conditioning can be found at buckhalterac.com or by calling 352-231-8469. Also want to tell you about another one of our longtime running underwriters, Staley Green, uh, located right around the corner from the studio here in the Civic Media Center. They are open right now from Wednesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Also, I've got 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. I believe that's the Sunday date, Uh, so I don't have my information quite up to date. Uh, But if you want the most up-to-date information, you can call them at 352-226-8288. Daily Green is located at 436 Southeast 2nd Street, uh, just around the corner from Depot Park. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about the underwriters. And of course, WGOT is always looking for new underwriters. So if you've got a small business, you want to get your word out to a really small, uh, dedicated, and socially active community of listeners, then WGOT uh, might be a place for you to uh, get started with some uh, advertising and an underwriting package. Anyway, uh, before we move on to our Fred Sanford Award winner this week, let's go over real quick what you heard in the last 30 minutes of music. Um, 
did uh, another cover of Personal Jesus this week from Disorient Nation as uh, clearly Jerry Falwell Jr., Donald Trump Jr., and uh, uh, Gil Hoare. I don't even know what her first name is, but uh, they all need a little Jesus in their lives. So that was dedicated to them. Uh, then you heard a new one from Matt Most, Warm Opening. Uh, actually, this is, came off, I believe, like a 90-minute mixtape where they invited every, not every, but a lot of electronic music collaborators to um, contribute something to this mix. I think it's all recorded at 90 BPMs. And uh, this one's from One Ho Tricks, uh, one of my favorite producers, who you may or may not know. Uh, they work with the Safdie Brothers, so if you saw the very controversial movie Uncut Gems, they uh, did the music for that and pretty much all the other Safdie um, movies that I can think of. Uh, then you heard Blue Hawaii, I Felt Love. After that, it was Annie Dark Hearts. Uh, then a new one for my friend's place, Fritch Band Parish with Fixed It, a little bit of... Uh, 90s alternative rock going on there. I uh, kept the rock going after that. New one from Bully called Prism. Uh, I'm not much of an album person, but uh, the singles that I've heard from uh, Bully, the three or four they've released from the new album, um, might have to check out that album after all. And that gets you officially called up to what you've heard this week here on My Friend's Place. So uh, let's do our Fred Sanford Award winner. And uh, like every Fred Sanford Award winner, uh, you just don't get it for doing one uh, big dummy thing. It's just always a series of things. So this week, um, Lori Laughlin and uh, Mosimo Gianulli. Or Giannulli Mosimo? I don't know. I think, I guess his first name is Giannulli, uh, last name Mosimo. Regardless, uh, very rich power um, couple that uh, did some very uh, big dummy type things. So first, uh, let's start. So basically, if you're not familiar with the case, and I'm pretty sure everyone did, uh, there were a series of very, very uh, wealthy people that basically bribed their way into uh, various uh, universities through various methods, including uh, cheating on SATs, uh, bribing coaches for um, uh, athletic teams. And that's what they did here. They basically, at USC, um, and I'm not putting down the University of Southern California because I'm sure it's a great degree, but uh, it doesn't quite have the ring that a Harvard or Duke, or Stanford, or um, MIT, uh, USC to me, a lot like University of Florida where I graduated, so yeah, go Gators anyway. Uh, so to make such a big deal of getting into that college, uh, that's one reason I uh, nominated them for Fred Sanford, Big Dummy of the Week. Uh, also, let me put this out here, and this might be a little bit controversial, but if you're really, really rich, um, as Lori Laughlin and most of them are, uh, does the degree that your child gets really, really matter? Now, hey, I think it's a total different thing if you are working three jobs and you have uh, taken out a second mortgage on your house and you're going to pay for your child's college degree. Uh, that better be like the best possible degree so that they can get into college and I guess hopefully maybe help you pay back uh, some of the money you've borrowed. But uh, I, I don't know. If you have that much money, does the degree really, really matter? And in real life, does your degree really, really matter? As I just mentioned a second ago, I'm a proud University of Florida graduate, but I'm not sure my undergraduate degree in finance when it comes to seeking a job uh, does it hold that much more weight than someone who graduated from, you know, South Florida or who graduated from Miami or graduated from UCF. I'm not sure. Um, I think where it does help if, like, the person interviewing you or the company uh, maybe that you want to join it has a lot of, like, UF graduates or the person's a UF graduate, then I think it really, really helps. Uh, it might also really help, like, uh, for certain specialized degrees. But a general degree like finance, I'm not sure. 
um, at least as far as finding a job that it would really put me maybe over someone at USF. I'm a firm believer that how you interview uh, probably affects your uh, job considerations more than um, your actual uh, college degree, assuming that it's from a you know it's a regular good university like University of Florida. So um, uh, that's another reason because I just I don't know why they put so much emphasis on getting her into uh, USC. It wasn't like they're trying to get into Stanford or Harvard or Yale or any of these like stu- super prestigious universities. Uh, USC, I'm sure, is a great school, but I don't know to go to jail to get your child into USC. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, now the reason they are a big dummy nominee. This is social media time, <laughs> so I thought it was very interesting that. Um, they were going to get their daughter into USC as a rowing person um, when on social media there's obviously been no like pictures of her rowing or any mention of her accomplishments. Uh, both the children were also on social media. So I don't know. For example, if uh, Fred Souter, um host of Stripped and station manager, uh, if he comes to me and he says, oh, by the way, my uh, son, he uh, got a scholarship to the University of Florida for, I don't know, lacrosse. Even though it's not a lacrosse program here, I'd be like, that's interesting. I've been on your social media for five or six years, and I've never once seen or heard you mention a thing about uh, lacrosse. So really, they they really thought that this was going to fly underneath the radar, underneath all her friends, all their friends. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, my child is a championship rower. Okay, so uh, there's another reason why they are uh, Big Dummy of the Week. Uh, Another reason? Is early on, Felicity Hoffman, who was also wrapped up in a you know, very similar case, uh, they settled and basically admitted their guilt right away and felt way less heat and repercussions from it. Um, but Mosimo and Lori Laughlin, they decided they were going to fight it. And there have been multiple or many different consequences uh, for their uh, basically denial of the truth. Uh, for example, um, Lori Laughlin basically lost all her cut her ties with Hallmark Channel where she was making movies. Uh, they also Netflix <laughs> dropped her out of the new Fuller House. Um, technology firm Hewlett Packard announced it would remove Laughlin and her daughter uh, Olivia Jade from its advertising. Also, Olivia Jade, I think the older of the two daughters, um, she actually had a job. Now you may like shake your head at me or you know give me a sigh. She was social media, which you know, whether you accept it or not, is a, a job here in 2020. So she was a social media influencer on YouTube and Instagram. And as a result, she lost her partnership with the cosmetics firm Sephora, um, as well as sponsorships for her beauty channel Instagram posts. So if they had just admitted their wrongdoing in the beginning, uh, would they have become so toxic that all these companies were pulling out? I don't know. But I kind of feel like, you know, looking at the Felicity Hoffman uh I think she's going to probably fare pretty well and be back into movies and televisions if, if that is her desire moving forward. But uh, So there's another reason, because just basically their unwillingness to move on and admit their guilt when they had all this information on them. But here's the number one reason, and this is the official, you know, every week there has to be like a cherry on top to be the big dummy of the week. Here's my cherry on top for uh, Lori Laughlin and uh, Mosimo. Their child that they are going to jail for, uh, I think most of them have got five months and uh, Lori Laughlin two months, that they've lost all this money, all this respect, and basically their lives have been turned up down. Olivia didn't want to go to college. 
And it's not like, oh, we're guessing that she didn't want to go to college. No, she made multiple posts on Instagram saying that she didn't want to be there. She didn't want to study. She didn't want to be a part with it. And hey, that's okay because not every child is meant for college or wants to go to college. And there are other routes to be successful in your life. And ultimately, she may have been successful and still may be as a model and quote unquote social influencer. But you did all this and your child was really um, ungrateful at best and did not want to go. So there you go. Mosimo and Lori Laughlin, you are the Fred Sanford Big Dummy of the Week award winner here on My Friend's Place on WGOTLP Gainesville. Damn. Big Dummy.
some may walk on the wild side. Of course you can walk like a man. I'm walking through this world as exactly who I am. You can't see me now. And you couldn't see me then. But I'll keep walking through this world as exactly who I am. You know I've done a great work around all my life. What you see is what you get. But I grew tired of trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. I want a life with no regrets. Now my boots were made for walking. I feel like I can walk around the sun. My travels as a man in this world have only just begun.
Forget 
All right, that is Loma Half Silences, and you're listening to my friend's place here on WGOTLP Gainesville 100.1 FM. And here is what you just heard leading things off. It was Jonathan Person with Terre d'Anne's. Um, after that, you had one from Cindy Bolins walking through this world. Kind of an interesting story behind Sydney Bolins, um, who I believe, uh, to the best of my knowledge, is. Uh, transitioning and started out as a backup singer for Elton John. So uh, that song, Walking Through the World, kind of a uh, little bit of autobiography. I cannot say that word. Anyway, an autobiography of the things um, uh, she's going through as she transitions. Um, uh, so interesting. Uh, after that, when you have great new wave classics, uh, bands, anyway, a certain ratio, Yo-Yo Gi. And then that gets you officially called up to everything you've heard on My Friend's Place today. So uh, it's 5.30 here on Thursday afternoon. At this time, each and every week, go through a little bit of movie news and movie reviews. So I'm going to rifle through a couple. Uh, first up, Eagle vs. Shark. Um, yeah, that 2007 movie from a long, long time ago, I finally called up to it. And basically, it is a New Zealand remake of uh, Napoleon Dynamite. So if you like Napoleon Dynamite and that kind of humor, you basically have Jermaine Clement who um, you may know from lots and lots of things like Flight of the Concords, for example. He's in it. It's directed by Taika Waititi in one of his early big picture. Uh, another name you might know, he's the director of Thor Ragnarok, um, also the director of the popular movie, uh, the Hitler parody, basically, Jojo Rabbit, that came out last year a lot of people like. Um, so, yeah, it's basically uh, New Zealand Napoleon Dynamite, and if that appeals to you, check it out, and if that really turns you off, then definitely don't watch it. Uh, then after that, watched a new film uh, documentary, You Don't Know Me. I know me. It's a title character in one of the most uh, interesting uh, flops, controversial movies of the past couple decades. Of course, we're talking about Showgirls, and it basically revisits that movie and poses the question, well, was it as bad as everyone says it was, or were there other factors involved? Uh, so it kind of goes into that film and also a lot of other movies uh, uh, by the director who is well-known, uh, Paul Verhoeven. Uh, you may know him as the director of the original Total Recall or RoboCop or Basic Instinct. Uh, so they kind of do like a dive into his movies, and it's kind of interesting. If you are into film documentaries, I recommend that. If you don't like film documentaries, then you can skip that one. And then uh, last one, mentioned it just briefly last week, and I'm going to continue to uh, mention it briefly because I really can't say much about this show without giving away spoilers, and it's only two episodes in, so if you want to watch it spoiler-free, I highly recommend you get on Lovecraft Nation, which is airing right now on HBO and HBO Max. Uh, basically, Lovecraft Nation uh, is a story of a small group of African Americans, and I believe in Jim Crow, so 1960s, uh, traveling around, going on uh, some realistic, uh, realistic magical adventures, and um, very big, like underground uh, plot and things, uh, very kind of Harry Potter at times, and. Uh, Really hard to describe because it is such a mashup of different um, elements and different shows, but I'm very much enjoying the first two episodes. And of course, any show named after H.P. Lovecraft is going to have incredible monsters. Uh, this has incredible monsters and then great acting and a really original um, storyline. So if you liked Watchmen last year, uh, this show has a lot in common with Watchmen. So uh, the best way I can describe it without spoilers, if you took the old uh, uh, True Blood television show from HBO, you mash it up with um, Watchmen 
from HBO last year, you get something kind of like Lovecraft Nation. So um, off of that soundtrack, made very great, interesting use of, uh, if not my favorite theme song in the world, uh, my top five for sure. Uh, so actually off of Lovecraft Nation, you're going to hear the Jeffersons theme song. I won't tell you why they played it, but it's at the beginning of episode two. So check it out for yourself. Where we're moving on now, we're moving on to
past is the past is the past is a bastard Keeps asking for favours and turning up half cut And family parties with the same old excuses Breaking all the furniture and changing the music Can't wrench nothing out of yesterday, it's gone How do you settle that score? Got you like a soldier in peacetime Desperate for war cause what was real then isn't real anymore Keep spinning or stop in your tracks Keep grinning or let it all smash Keep winning or give it all back Keep running or let it go flat Let it go though you won't get it back Keep spinning or stop in your tracks Keep grinning or let it all smash Keep winning or give it all back Keep running or let it go flat Let it go though you won't get it back
That is the newest single from Paralyzed Washed Out. Newest in that. I believe it's the latest one released, but you've heard it now uh, three weeks in a row here on My Friend's Place from WGOTLV Gainesville. So that officially puts it into running for returning champion. The song you've heard the most consecutive weeks here on My Friend's Place, which I'll reveal here in about two or three minutes before I hand things over to uh, Fred Souter and Strip. if you're listening live on Thursday evening at 6 p.m. So before we go into uh, the returning champion, let's take care of some business. And first up, let's talk a little bit about what you just heard in that last 20 minutes or so of music. Led things off with a theme song from the Jeffersons. No, not because I love the Jeffersons, or at least the four seasons of that incredible sitcom, um, but because the... uh, show that I'm recommending right now, a new one on HBO, Lovecraft Nation, uh, had a very clever use of that theme song in the second episode last week, so uh, that's why you heard it, in case you were wondering. Uh, speaking of um, 
movies and television. Uh, you have a new one from Phoenix called Identical, and that's coming off of an original motion picture soundtrack called On the Rocks. And if memory serves me correct, it's going to be a new Sofia Coppola and uh, Bill Murray movie. So if you like Lost in Translation, then definitely be on the lookout for On the Rocks. Uh, then one you heard last week, uh, kind of a blend of indie pop and uh, drum and bass from great one of the great all-time drum and bass producers, High Contrast. Uh, that's Time is Hardcore featuring Kate Tempest and Anita Blay. Uh, speaking of movies, that would be a perfect song for just about uh, any action scene in a movie. Um, after that, earlier in the show, you heard a remix of this song, uh, Tame Impala, Is It True? I played the Fortet remix of that in the first hour, and now you're hearing the original version for the uh, fourth week in a row. So, uh, yeah. No, never need an excuse to play some Tame Impala, that's for sure. Uh, speaking of not needing an excuse to play, uh, Alex Cameron, Gaslight, Demo, another song, or the demo version of that song, uh, one of the most 2020 songs, I suppose, and you've heard that now, four weeks in a row as well, so that kind of gets you called up to your challengers for returning champion before I head out of here in about five minutes. Before I do so... If you like my friend's place, uh, definitely check out my other show, which is Cramela Mix Show, which airs on Thursdays at 3 p.m. before the show, and then uh, Friday nights, 10 p.m., and then again on Tuesday at 6 p.m., so three times a week. If you like what you're listening to in my friend's place and you like electronic music, you'll definitely like Cramela Mix Show. Speaking of which, if you like uh, Cramela Mix Show in my friend's place, I am super easy to find on Google. Just type in Cramela, which is C R A. M-E-L-A, still the only one in the world. Uh, We'll see how long that continues to last. Although, uh, more and more things that have Carmella are starting to uh, creep up on my searches. So, I'm Cramella. Search for me. Keep keep Carmella from taking me over anyway. uh, So, get past episodes of My Friend's Place, my social media, and past episodes of Cramella Mix Show uh, while you're online. Uh, WGOT's got a web page. That's at WGOT.org. That page is best used for streaming the channel when you're not in your car, uh, especially considering you have issues with our signal and it's limited to start with. Uh, So if you just want a great um, resource to listen to for new music, uh, go home. If you got a Fire Stick and go on to um, Firefox and just uh, type in WGOT.org. Literally, you can listen to the station all day long on your uh, television in two short steps. So, uh, WGOT.org. Also, staying with the online theme, WGOT's got a Facebook page. Give that a like. It'll keep you up to date with things that are happening here and uh, silly memes, news, and other like local stuff. And finally, and most importantly, on Patreon, WGOT has a page. So, if you go to Patreon and you search for WGOT, you find it pretty easily, and consider subscribing for $1 a month to support my friend's place and every other show here on uh, WGOT. That dollar, you're not going to really miss it each and every month out of your uh, uh, pocket, most likely. Um, but when you start putting all the dollars of the people that listen to the station and are on the Facebook page, it gives us a steady source of uh, income. So please consider subscribing to WGOT. I know it doesn't seem like, oh, a dollar a month, man, they really, really add up. So anyway... Uh, I'm going to hand things over to uh, whoever's next, I guess, depending on the day that you're listening. If you're listening live, like I said, Stripped is coming up. So here is your returning champion. And it's been quite some time before we had the same returning champion two weeks in a row. But uh, this song is a great summer song, and I really love it. So you're going to hear Cut Copy, like Breaking Glass, for the fifth week in a row here on My Friend's Place. Bye. (laughs) 
Shit.